What's going on, everybody? Here we are. Playoff time in the NBA. Hey, hey. So here we go. This is how we're going to do it today. So I thought about breaking this down into two podcasts. I think I'll do one. So depending on how long this goes on, will determine how many ads I add to this podcast. So if you hear the same thing over and over multiple times, I apologize. But so this NBA playoffs is going to be very, very, very interesting, mainly because a lot can happen. I think with this playoffs right now, This could possibly be very interesting. I, I think there are a lot of bad matchups in this playoffs right now. A lot of them. So I'm here to break them down for you. So let's start with the Eastern Conference. So the Eastern Conference, the 1-8 game is... Your Miami Heat and the second team to win the play-in, the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I'm just going to say this. The Miami Heat are by far the second scariest team in the Eastern Conference after the Boston Celtics. The reason I say that is because if the Miami Heat decide that you will not score 100 points, there's nothing you can do to stop them. And I think they're going to trump out everybody around Trey Young and allow Trey Young to do whatever he wants. So basically, they're going to have to say, hey, Trey Young, you're going to have to get 80 points and 27 assists in order to beat us. And I really think that you're going to see... The one thing about the first round is... The no-name guys are the guys that's going to show up for some of these teams. And I know they're not no-names, and I don't mean it to say that they ain't got a name because they play, you know, they're not superstars. But guys like the Duncan Robinsons, the Tyler Heroes, I have a feeling they're going to expose a lot of issues that that Atlanta has in the first round. So John Collins is still hurt. Um, They're saying he's coming back for the series, but I'm not for sure when. But John Collins being hurt is a big uh, shaking point on what Atlanta likes to do. Um, It's this is by far going to be the easiest. I I think Miami's going to sweep. I really think Miami's going to sweep just because if they do get a win, Atlanta does. I feel like it's going to be in Atlanta. It might be game three. It'll it'll either be a blowout game three for Atlanta or an emotional win in game four. Like, if they do get a win, that's how it's going to come. But we're going to see a different side of Jimmy Butler. I I have a feeling we're going to see a different side of Jimmy Butler. Don't don't hold me to that. Um, God, I really love that. Miami was one of those teams that I really enjoyed watching this past year. Um, even though they didn't show, but what, 12, 13 games this year, which is 
baffling to me. But for everybody that doesn't know, um, I have a huge issue with the way a lot of these teams in the playoffs have been seen this year. And the Miami Heat was one of those teams. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves was another team. And Memphis Grizzlies was my third team. I really was excited coming into this year thinking that I would get at least 10 to 15 games to watch. And when it came to the Timberwolves, I think we only got four. And Memphis, we only got seven. So these guys play 82 games and, and literally this is the amount that I had a chance to watch them. And I, and I think the only reason we got a chance to watch them is because they play like the Nets, Boston, and the Lakers. This is disgusting. But back to my prediction. So I said Miami Heat. Miami Heat is going to win in four. Um, if the five comes, it's probably going to be that game four in Atlanta. So it's going to be a sweep for that Miami series. Next, we got the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. And... I'm telling you guys this. This will be the second best series in the entire playoffs. I'll get to the first a little bit later. This will easily be the second best exciting series this year in the first round. But I just have a feeling Boston is going to win it in six. Um, I just, I just have a feeling. I, I don't know. The, the thing with Brooklyn is they have no business being in the seventh seed. And it's frustrating because I think Brooklyn would have had a better situation if they played against Miami. I just think that style that Brooklyn likes to play can trump what Miami likes to play. But as Brooklyn, you're playing against a team that enjoys playing your style in Boston, and you're basically walking into the hands of the devil. Um, you got a guy who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year in Marcus Smart. You got another guy that can eventually make some top three defensive player of the year counts in Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum is no slouch on defense. And while I do think they'll miss Robert Williams, who, if you guys go back to some of my draft talk a few years ago, I wanted the Wizards to draft. I really did. And for him to go as late as he did and fold the Boston in the second round, and now he's showing his talent this year, it's a joke. But this, this is what I'm saying about how people are evaluators for NBA drafts. There's a lot of players on in this Brooklyn and Boston game that were second-round picks, late picks in the second round, and undrafted that had no business falling as late as they did. None. I think Brooklyn found a bad matchup in Boston, man. And I think Boston is going to win in six. And that that will be my prediction. Boston in six. Could it go seven? Absolutely. 
Could it go five? I I, I think because Boston is going to win the first two in Boston. I think that Brooklyn will wake up and win game three. Boston will win game four. And Brooklyn will win game five. And Boston will win game six. I think that's how it's going to end up. But if, if my prediction goes right and Brooklyn lose, I mean, if my prediction goes wrong and Brooklyn loses game three, it's going to be a sweep. For one thing, we really don't know what Kyrie is going to look like. And I know Kyrie is just, he hasn't played, he's going to be healthy. Listen, you're not going to play 12, 15 games and think you're going to be in playoff mode. I'm just saying. So let's go into the 3-6 matchup. The 3-6 matchup is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. I... I need to speak my piece. I love the fact that Chicago is playing so much better this year. Love it. Chicago has two players that was on the Lakers, Caruso and Ball, who was looked at as players that can't even play alongside the GOAT. Toss to the side. They could have easily re-signed Caruso, who's been playing amazing basketball this year. And outside of Lonzo Ball being hurt, Lonzo Ball is a serious pest on the defensive end at six foot six point guard. Just defensively, Lonzo is a problem. And the greatest player of all time, so I'm not even going to do it because he's not in the playoffs. So I don't want to talk about him. DeRozan, push to the side. Welcome to Chicago. I like the former UNC kid, Kobe White. Like, Chicago has guys. But Milwaukee is a problem. I think the only way that Chicago has a chance and I really anybody that knows me, I hate this terminology. The only way Chicago has a chance is if somebody gets hurt. They have to match the injuries that they have. Otherwise, this could be a sweep. Um, I'm going to say it's going to go five. Giannis is too much of a problem. Middleton is just too smooth. And everybody knows me. Drew Holiday is one of my favorite players. Bobby Portis is playing like he wants a a good contract. So, I mean, this Bucks team, man, until you beat me, you you can't beat me. So, I I think the Bucks are going to win in five.
that's hard saying because Chicago had a great season. Um. So now the fourth and final game is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Now, I'm going to say this. The Toronto fans, I know I got two people that listen in Canada. This is such a bad matchup for you guys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't even think Siakam, Van Vliet, OG, and those guys are fully healthy. Um, I know Philly has two guys that are not vaccinated, so they won't be able to play in Toronto, but it ain't Embiid, it ain't Harden, it ain't Tyrese Maxey, and it ain't Tobias Harris. Toronto has no guys on that level. Um, Could they make it a series? Yes. Same situation with Milwaukee and Chicago. Somebody may have to get hurt on Philly for Toronto to make this a series. I hate using that analogy because I got a feeling something's going to happen. But, listen. The Toronto Raptors hired their time. Kyle Lowry is down in Miami. Kawhi Leonard's not playing, but he's with the Clippers. Toronto just doesn't scare me. So, this Philly series with Toronto will be a sweep. Mark my words, it's going to be ugly and it's going to be a sweep. So that means it's Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. So I'm playing chalk. Could I be wrong? Yep. But I'm running chalk. So with my prediction, so this is how I'm going to do my format. I'm going to pick my winners of each round. So come the end of the first round, I'm going to make another podcast predicting who I'm going to win. So no matter who wins, you know. I'm going to speak my piece. So, out of Miami and Philly, I'm going Miami. Out of Boston, Milwaukee, I'm going Milwaukee. Out of Miami and Milwaukee, I'm going uh, to go Miami. I, I don't think they'll beat Milwaukee, but I'm going Miami. So I got Miami out of the plays, out of the teams that's going out of the first round. I got Miami going to the NBA Finals. All right, so I'm going to take a break. I got to throw this ad in there. I got to pay some bills. And I'm going to talk about the Western Conference. All right, everybody, here we go. We back. Now let's talk about the West. The Western Conference is intriguing to me. Because, for one, the Lakers and the Clippers are not in it. Which means one thing. We get to see good basketball, people. 
Let's clap that up. Oh my goodness. We see we get to see good basketball. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long, long time coming. Change has come. Woo. All right, so same format, y'all. Let's go. 1-8 game. Phoenix and the Nolans Pelicans. Pelicans had a great run beating the Spurs and then beating the Clippers to get the eight seed. When they were the 10th seed, and listen, it don't matter. Phoenix is going to sweep. I think Phoenix is too dangerous. The shooters is ridiculous. And unless Zion Williamson walks through that, that locker room and takes two games, Phoenix is going to be a problem, okay? I'm telling you, Chris Paul gets no respect. And I swear to God, if this man gets hurt in this playoff run, I'm done. He's never going to win a chip. It ne- Why does this make? I understand he plays his butt off. But he gets hurt every single year, dude. Why? Oh, my God. But, you know, Booker's going to give you your 40. Aiton is going to give you a double-double. That's just the way it is. All right. Nobody's stopping Phoenix. Not in the West. Um, but I'll get to that a little later. So I think this is going to be a sweep. Okay. New Orleans has no chance. I like this. I like the trades and the acquisitions they made with the McCullums. Excuse me. And they still got um, Ingram. And um, oh my goodness. My favorite player. How am I forgetting? I hate it. Um, it's going to come to me. Who, who is it? It's Steven Adams. Steven Adams is with New Orleans right now, right? Well, how am I going to brain fart all of a sudden? The man is a brick wall, okay? Wait, no. Steven Adams is with. Excuse me, guys. Oh, my goodness. I'm having such a brain fart. Steven Adams is not even remotely. Okay, listen. I love Brandon Ingram. I think there are certain times that he'll just randomly do some craziness that makes me go, what in the f*** is you doing? Devontae Graham is who I'm thinking about. He's my favorite player. Um, He had a lot coming from Charlotte, and I thought he was going to show out New Orleans, but he hasn't shown out yet, but... Devontae Graham is what I'm thinking about. I I want New Orleans to do well, but it ain't going to happen. So Phoenix in four, that's my final. I'm I'm trying to convince myself to say five or six, but Phoenix in four. We'll leave it as documented. Okay, leave me alone. Next which is a series that I think is probably going to be the most exciting series because it is a bad matchup for my Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis fans and people alike can say otherwise, okay? I think the Minnesota Timberwolves 
is giving Memphis a tough draw in the first round. Now, do I think Memphis will win? Yes. But do not be surprised if this series goes seven. Do not, Minnesota is such a gritty team, and I think they are a gritty team because of Patrick Beverly. People talk about Pat, Patrick Beverly so much. But the energy, the type of energy this guy has every single game cannot be taken lightly. Literally. Seriously. People disrespect this, but I'm the one who likes to hype him up because of the way he plays the game. Like, he's one of those guys we all hear all the time. You hate for him to play against you, but you love for him to be on your team. The man just won't shut up. But the man has a chip on his shoulder. He has a reason to do the things that he does. Okay? Okay. I think Memphis is going to win this in six. John Morant is probably the most exciting player in the National Basketball Association right now. And it's not even close. And the closest player is Giannis. But every time Ja gets the basketball, your first thing is, they're going to have to let this man shoot because if he gets to the basket, you're going to see some beautiful basketball. So the one thing that I hate about this series, and one thing I'm going to love about watching this series, we never got a chance to watch these kids all season. Like, think about it. It's taking us to the playoffs to see some exciting basketball from these two teams. And I'll tell you one thing, man. Minnesota will lose this series if Carl Anthony Towns does not play like a freaking center. This whole big man shooting threes thing, kick rocks, okay? Two, three times a game, okay, cool. If you're living in the in the perimeter, like we said when I played, you are giving an advantage to the team that you're playing against because your biggest advantage is the fact that you're taller than everybody on the court. Like, seriously. You're 7-1. You have no business being on the perimeter. None. Zero. Like, there's some things that I think we really need to honor. And the fact that guys like Anthony Edwards is not going to develop a mid-range jump shot because of the style of the league. Um, Cat Williams is shooting threes because of the style of the league. It's, it's evolving the game of basketball but it's not putting basketball on the level that it was when it was created. And you can fight with me all you want. Well, they scoring more points. Look how many points the average is, blase, blase. Okay, cool. But if your coach is not teaching you 
how to control a basketball game. Scoring points is fine. Controlling a game and taking things away from the other team is how you play basketball. Me coming down the court and shooting 43s a game is not winning basketball. And the bottom line is the Golden State Warriors is killing the league because of that. There should be no team in the league shooting 43s. And the only reason this is being accomplished is because guys like Cat Williams are shooting threes all the time. The thing about the NBA right now is the fact that there's legitimately every team does not have a legit center. They may honestly have, and I'm just throwing a ballpark figure out, 12 legit centers in the bas- in NBA. Eight of them do not play traditionally. So the four that comes to mind are like, you know, your Rudy Gobert's, your, um, your Steven Adams, um, I know Washington uses uh, Daniel Gafford, but he's not their starting center. <laughs> Look at Ja. Um, I'm I'm looking at the play-in games, and they showing off video of Ja Morant. Um, I I don't know why I can't think of the last couple, but. But that's legit what I'm talking about. Like, Biggs playing center doesn't exist. And it's so frustrating that it doesn't exist. You're taller than everybody on the court. And you want to stay 30, 40 feet away from the basket. So, I think Memphis is going to win this in six. Um, And every game is going to be exciting. Do not be surprised if it goes seven. Next up. We got the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. The way that the Golden State Warriors are with everybody coming back now healthy, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green are legit going to be unstoppable. Um, If they catch a groove, um, look out, Phoenix. Will they get past Denver? Denver has the potential to have the MVP in um, Nikola Jokic. Um, who cares? Golden State Warriors are sweeping. Okay? Golden State Warriors will sweep, and it ain't going to be pretty. And I never thought I would say that about the different Nuggets. But not having Jamal Murray, not having Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon is overrated. Not saying he's bad, but everybody's just been boosting his rating up like he's this amazing all-star player when he's just a nice role player who can do some amazing dunks and can shoot from time to time. My God, another guy who's 6'10", can do crazy things around the rim and decides that 
he wants to shoot more outside of his range than inside. Denver's in trouble. And I think changes will come after this playoffs comes with their roster. And they need it. The sad thing is, I think they're going to have to give up Jamal Murray to do it. I do not want them to do that. Um, so, Golden State 4, man. Um, this is a horrible matchup. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. It's a crazy matchup. All right. So, fourth and final game. Probably my least favorite entertaining-wise that we will have this entire playoffs. And that's the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas being the fourth seed, so I said it out of order. The Utah Jazz have not had Mike Conley all season, and it showed. Utah should have easily been a 55 win team and been a lot higher but they lost that leadership at Mike Conley for most of the year and they got a lot of wins just on the simple fact that they had no business losing anything that is put in front of them Utah is not your ordinary five seed but I think they're put in the position to play against Dallas Mavericks that Dallas could put them away And the saving grace for this series for the Utah Jazz is the fact that possibly for this entire first round, looking at the injury that happened in the final game of the season, uh, Luka Doncic might not play in this series. Um, People keep saying this lower calf injury and this and that. Listen. Where he grabbed his leg is a potential Achilles tear. Okay? Yes. It's the lower leg. It's right. When I got the strain, it was below the calf, above the ankle. And when you feel pain in that area, it means you have... You do not have much to pull in order for your Achilles to rip. So for some people, your Achilles just ups and rips. There's nothing you can do about it. But this injury is tricky because this could possibly be a six to eight month injury easily. Easily. It took me nine months to even consider running down my stairs let alone doing any other form of activity. Like, I thought I was just done, okay? I wasn't going to be around the basketball. I wasn't going to run. I wasn't going to do nothing. That's how bad that strain felt. Like, I would get in the shower sometimes and just feel some pain. That is what Luca has, okay? Luca cannot possibly play the rest of this playoffs. He will re-injure that, that, that Achilles, he needs rest, he needs heat, he needs ice, and he needs treatment. There's no reason for this man to step on a basketball court 
and potentially lose 9 to 13 months. And it sucks. But with that being said, I think the Utah Jazz will win because of that. So, there you have it. My first game that is not chalk. Um, but in all honesty, it really doesn't matter because the next game they play next round against Phoenix Suns, Phoenix is going to just, just clean their clock. But, listen. Utah Jazz caught luck in a bottle. For one round, because they play the next matchup, which will be the Phoenix Suns. So let's talk about my remain, the remaining games in the playoffs. So Phoenix and Utah. Phoenix, obviously, maybe in five. Utah is just too stubborn. And Gobert and Aiton could possibly drown each other out. Possibly. But Phoenix has just got too much firepower. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors. Uh, so long, Memphis. Um, it's been fun. You may get two games out of this, but Golden State is just... I'm trying to tell you guys. If Golden State catches fire, it could be a game where they're down two, and two minutes later, they're up 17. Shut up, because you know it'll happen. The shooters are just that crazy. Okay? So, Golden State. I know it's an upset because it's 3-2. Golden State beats Memphis. Which puts us in one of the hardest decisions that I'll probably make. Golden State and the Phoenix Suns. And... I don't know why I didn't think about this before I started this podcast because I'm going to make a drastic decision on this that probably I'll change um, Phoenix will beat Golden State I'm thinking about this. T- Listen, the only reason I'm pausing is because I'm I'm seriously thinking. So I think the Phoenix Suns will beat Golden State in seven. Which is scary because I think if it goes seven, that means Golden State has some solid momentum. Phoenix does not want this to go seven. They got to win it in six. I'll just put it like that. I'll say that. So, Phoenix and Miami in the finals. And I think the matchup that Phoenix has against Miami will trump that. So, there you have it. Those are my predictions for the entire playoffs. For what we know now. I didn't realize it was going to be this stressful, but... I said if I was going to do this for over an hour, I would add two ads instead of one. But you guys are lucky. It's not over two hours. So you only get one ad. I appreciate you guys listening. When the first round ends, I'll do my prediction for the second round. More than likely, it's going to be what I said because I'm always right. Shut up. That's how it goes. 
It's me versus the people. And I'm the judge, the jury, and the executioner. I'm right. You're wrong. That's how it grows. All right. So if you guys have anything to say against it, go ahead and send me that message. The link is up in the in the uh, group. I'll bring up the message when it comes to the second round to see if your predictions are correct. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll make a podcast before the second round starts. Add in everybody's predictions and see how their predictions stacked up to mine. I'll do that. So, follow me on Twitter, Big Earth 716 The Facebook group, Big Earth versus the people. Listen to me on every podcast uh, platform that's out there so I can get my numbers up. You don't have to. I'm just saying that to be funny. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on... Uh, Google, anything you can think of that has a podcast, I'm on it. Verbal, uh, you know. So go ahead and, and uh, follow your boy, man. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. I'm going to get at you guys later, man. Peace out. <laughs>